never miss the latest game tea. Check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your sip and pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show. And thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. And I'm Zar. Zar, I'm not going to lie. I am not used to being back in the studio on Sundays. It's a little eerie. Yeah, no, this is weird. We don't, we, we've moved to Monday afternoons to record. So today being here at like 1030 on a Sunday is just fucking weird. It's um, weird. We had to move the recording time. Um, we we definitely wanted to get an episode because we we have a big event coming up this weekend, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, Zar is very busy, and Zara with Zar's job, Zar has a live show to do on Monday night uh, at the Hale Varsity Club. So mm-hmm. we had to uh, reshuffle our uh, recording schedule. But we are here. We are peppy, <laughs> bright, and cheery on a Sunday morning, and we're already a little tipsy, so this is great. <laughs> Speaking of which, here's what we're doing today. We've got some housekeeping stuff to do. All right, then we'll talk uh, what you're drinking, what you're playing, and then we've got a fun article because the truth is we also didn't come up with a script for today. So I just found a random fucking article. I don't even think it's an article. I think it might be a Reddit post. Yeah, it's just, just a little questionnaire, get to know you, kind of like what we did with yeah. Jamie, but uh, we had so much fun doing that with Jamie that we thought we would uh, get to know each other a little bit better. I call it, it's a list that's very akin to a Kirby game and that... Like, the first question in mission one is like, you know, get the kitty out of the tree. <laughs> and then the last mission, kill God. Kill him. <laughs> Which anime wife who has the nicest ass? <laughs> Ooh, these questions are going to get spicy. <laughs> all right, all right. So, let's start with some housekeeping. You already alluded to it. Next week, we are officially doing the Mustaches for Kids tournament, right? You're doing a lot of the maintenance work with the uh, setups, like a fucking tool, and I'm going to be doing the cool job of emceeing the event. Yes, yes. You, Your bright and beautiful voice will be heard all over the venue while I am scrambling to get all of the electronics to work. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be a great time. Again, it is for the kids. All proceeds go right back to Mustaches for Kids, helping kids in need. And it's going to be such a fun day. There's not. There's going to be a little comp- competitive aspect to it. We'll have a tournament, but we're just going to hang out. We're going to have fun. There's food and drink specials. Uh, Mustaches for Kids is going to be doing some fun events throughout the, the event. Right. It's, You're going to want to be there. It's going to be so much fun. We're so excited. And that is this Saturday, May 13th at the Hale Varsity Club, starting at check-in at 10 to 11. The event kicks off at 11 and goes till about 3 to 5. And I mean, worst case scenario, show up and hang out with us for a little bit. We'll have some of our own merch that we're just giving out. Not to take away from the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're not going to have too much merch there because things kind of came up uh, very quick. But we got some koozies. We got some stickers that we're going to give out. Mm -hmm. um, And we got some Hail Varsity gift cards. It is $20 to enter the competition. And like I said, all proceeds go back to mustaches for kids. But the interesting thing is it is free for spectators. So bring a friend. Get them into Mm -hmm. it. They can donate at the event. Um, But if they just want to hang out and watch gaming unfold, 
by all means, like I said, free for the spectators. And plus, I'm not going to lie, Hail Varsity's food is actually outrageously oh, good. it is it's, so good. Like, oh my god, it's really good. Hell, I might see if we can go out there after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's a great place to just go if you want a great meal. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Hale Varsity Club gets enough credit for how much they have worked on their menu and, like, oh, selecting amazing. ingredients, selecting pairings. Like, everything has been so calculated, and it is probably one of the most delicious sports bars in Omaha. I don't even think that's an exaggeration, man. Their food is just so good. And this is coming from a city that has more restaurants, like, per block than the rest of the world. It shows in our body weight. <laughs> <laughs> We're fat. We're, well, not you. Well, no, 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 but, but I got that tapeworm keeping my, me company. <laughs> How you doing today, Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> His name is George. George? Oh, my fucking bad. George of the colon. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> uh, okay, well, now that you told it to me that way, that's really fucking funny. Yeah, he's, he's cute. <laughs> All right, the tournament's coming up. You can find out more information um, either by just going straight to our socials where we've been promoting the hell out of the event, uh, going to Mustaches for Kids, the website looking at the event, or, of course, you can listen to the last episode of Game Tea where we brought on Jamie, one of the growers. That was just a great episode all around, so oh, go yeah. back and that was, that Seriously, anyway. if you haven't listened to Jamie's episode, that was one of the most fun episodes we have ever done. I, I highly recommend it. Um, and, yeah, it... It's going to be a great time. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to uh, what are we drinking? And so, all right, I bought something specifically for us to share. It's another cross drain, like $9 single can of beer, so it better be fucking good. So what I've got today is cross strains Tiki Week called the Mai Tai. It is a fruited golden sour at 4.2%. Hell yeah. And I, I have not taken a sip out of this. I've been waiting for the episode to start. So I, I have been it. taking sips I, out of I saw that, <laughs> but I'll, cheer, I'll cheers you anyway. Mm. Mm. All right, initial thoughts. Mm. Yeah, it's fruity. It's got some, like, pineapple, some mango. It's, it's really interesting because the first taste is just fruit and then you hit that pineapple like in the middle yeah like a piece of the pineapple and then it smooths back off and then it smooths back off with this like nice little sour finish and man that aftertaste sticks around for a minute it's it so does. good it, it it puckers the lips a little bit mm-hmm. i can't believe it's only 4.2 percent it's very sweet I wonder well, how I, much sugar is in that oh probably a lot all the sugar I mean, after that bullshit with Jamie and the 8.5% beer last week, I'm like, okay. And the whiskey. Oh, the whiskey. It was good whiskey. It was really good whiskey, but we got drunk. (laughs) Christine, come pick me up and bring me to Taco Bell. I'm throwed up everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we got that. Um, I brought you a classic today. I call it the back of the fridge beer. Yeah, we're cleaning the fridge. Uh, Kinkater Snow Beast. Yeah. Which you can usually only get in the winter months. Yep, yep. But I mean, it's been so randomly snowy this spring that I feel like this beer is justified. Yep, I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. And it, you know what? Honestly, this is one of Omaha's best, too. Oh, yeah. Kinkater is great. I mean, Kinkater is not a local brewing, but I, I really like the Snow Beast. Now, what's ironic is you have one of Omaha's more mid on the table, too. I I do. I do. Uh, Speaking of back of the fridge beer, I am almost done with this. But I found a vanilla bean Christmas cookie blonde. Is that from Infusion? 
Um, I believe so, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Infusion Brewing Co. That is local. So they hit it. Infusion hit it big with the uh, vanilla bean blonde, as they should, because that beer is amazing. Oh my god, one of my favorites. But they've they've been trying to just put spins on the beer. Like they have the Christmas cookie blonde. They've got. Um, the Fruity Loops, they've got, like, the strawberries and cream, right? They've got different variations, but nothing beats the original. No, So no. good. And, I mean, this this Christmas cookie for uh, being a little skunky since it's quite a few months old, um, it does have a little bit of a ginger snap finish to it. Yeah, um, that sounds yeah. Christmassy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great seasonal holiday beer, but... Um, Right now, it's it's back of the fridge skunk beer. It's Christmas in May, motherfucker. <laughs> but it do the job. All right. Uh, what games are we playing now? Now, keep in mind, we have less than a week before Tears of the Kingdom hits. So whatever you're playing, wrap it the fuck up. Yeah. Because you're going to be busy for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, and which is kind of unfortunate for me. I just got done with Dead Island 2. Um, okay. How was it? Oh, it was really good. It was really, really good. Um... The direction was weird. The uh, and I, I don't want to spoil it, but the end of the game is like it leaves half a game. Like hmm. you get to the conclusion of this game, and right. how it all wraps up is just like people walk away from the distance, and they're like, "Wait till you see what comes next." And it interesting. Just, it, it wasn't very long. Like, the missions, the story missions, they're only about seven to nine of them. They wrap up pretty quickly. They're, they're decent length. Like, they take about an hour to beat each. But once you get to that last credit scene, you're just like, you motherfuckers just left this open-ended so I would buy the DLC. Like, yeah. you're not going to explain anything for free at this point, even though I just spent $70 on this game. And now I want to point to the original Dying Light because that game in itself wrapped up beautifully. But then if you got the DLC, you basically got a whole new fucking game. Yeah. The DLC Dying Light was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I don't I don't see that happening with Dead Island 2. I they ex, they hinted and teased so many themes that were starting to emerge from the first game. Um yeah a lot of like walking dead plot twists to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they expose those secrets at the very, very end of the game. And they're just left with, we have more story. We have more to what we want to tell you here, but you got to wait, even though we have just waited like 15 years for dead Island two to come out. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't leave us with any explanation. They tried to set themselves up for like this epic story but it's like it's a zombie story right the zombies happen they fuck up the earth we try to survive doesn't really matter where they or originate from how they got here or what's happening with them because that's all cut and dry that's pretty cliche to the zombie genre and so i was just really frustrated with the stupid cliffhanger that this game left off on enticing players to waste more time. But other than that, the game was great. The game play was fun. It was smooth. There weren't really any notable bugs that I came across. It was okay. it was a good game. I I got to give it like 7.8, maybe hmm. 7.7 though, just because it didn't didn't leave you with anything. It was basically copy and paste of the first 
Dead Island with some new gimmicks and some takeaways. Like, you can't store everything you need. Um, like, the storage, the level-up system is is janky. I don't right. like the skill cards. There, there's a lot to this game that they failed on. Um, if listeners out there want to hear a f- more in-depth review of this, because I don't want to get into this too much here. There's a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Um, let us know in the comments if if you want to see a review on, on Dead Island 2. But yeah, it was... What comments? I was whelmed. What comments? Social media. Comments. Just social comments. media. Yeah, comments. just tag us in social media if you want to hear a Dead Island 2 review. But otherwise, I will just leave <laughs> it at a 7.7. Experience the game for yourself. It's fun. It's a good time killer. Mm-hmm. If, if you like that monotonous zombie slaying action... You're going to love this game because, like, I, I would sit in high points and just pick off zombies for fun, killing time. Right. Um, beyond that, I, I started Redfall. I love Redfall. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's going to fix my gamer score with 17 points at a time. But Yeah, explain that to me. 17 points because I thought that achievements on Xbox came in, like, intervals of five. They normally do. They normally do. Um, most game developers are, are, are very nice to the OCD gamer, and they will only give you game gamer score achievements via multiples of five. Yeah, five, 15, 10, 10 yeah. 50, something like that. Uh, Redfall divvies out gamer score in amounts of 17 points. That is the most trifling thing I've ever fucking heard in Purposefully my life. made to fuck up your gamer score, but also keep you playing the game so that you can eventually fix your gamer score because they have, like, the total amount of points that you can earn from Redfall is 1,000 gamer score flat rate. So let's say you got like some kind of achievement that ended in seven, right? Mm -hmm. You would have to get at least five of those achievements to get back to 35. Yep. Those motherfuckers. Yep. Which would fix your gamer score. Luckily for me, um, from like over a decade past, I had a couple games that gave me like three or nine gamer score. So my mm. gamer score has been fucked up forever. And with these 17s, I can get back to a normal gamer score. Oh, it's it's nice. But no, uh, aside from that, Redfall's really cool. Really cool. Uh, vampires are fun. The dynamic there is exactly what you'd think, you know. You can kill the humans, but you have to do something special to kill the vampires. And it's a unique, fun take um, on Left for Dead. Okay. That's not actually being Left for Dead. The most notable point on that being it is like a four co-op style campaign where like four people fight the monsters. Right. But if you choose to play solo in the campaign, you don't get any AI companions. It oh, is okay. just you, which is a nice divergence from Left for Dead. And it's kind of funny because your character will even go through some places and be like, really wish I wasn't alone right now. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> just, hey, me too, asshole. Yeah, you're not the only one with problems. You're not the only one feeling lonely. Mm. But yeah, um, I don't know if I'll wrap up Redfall before Tears of the Kingdom. That's what I've been playing. Cool. All right, so let's see. Where am I at? Um, so I'm in the middle of Metroid Prime Remastered on the Switch. But I also fucked up by, like, I've been seeing everybody having such a good time with Jedi Survivor. Oh, my God. That's been everywhere. But I just can't, especially with, um, if you didn't know, 
We had to drop $1,200, Christine and I. We had to drop $1,200 on our dog because he had to go to the vet recently just to find out that his neck muscle was strained, by the way. (laughs) I can't wait for him to feel better so I can kill this dog. (laughs) This motherfucker has been making me hand feed him pieces of chicken just because his neck hurts. He's lost eight pounds. (laughs) Dude, I had something similar happen with my cat, but it was... It was a lump on her neck that turned out to be an ingrown hair times cat. They thought it was cancer. They thought it was up on her jugular. They thought she was going to die. And then they open it up and it's full of fur. That fucking fucking animals, man. I I lost so much sleep that way. So I get it. Just waiting for your pet to get better so you can just kick their ass. So you can be like, you little bitch. I'll give you something to go to the vet about. (laughs) Not really. Game tea does not contone animal violence. Maybe this one time. <laughs> <laughs> never. Besides, I would never hurt Toby. He's going to get a stern talking to. I'd be like, Toby. And he'd put his ears back and put his head down. Straight his neck all over again. <laughs> and he would kind of crawl up to me all pathetic like and just kind of lay next to me looking up. He knows how to push my. That's the worst part. He knows how to push my button. He fucking knows how to get what he wants. You can't. And it works. I'm cute. And it works every fucking time. It's like the puss in boots stare. No one no one can fight it. So I tell you this story for all the pet owners who are frustrated out there, but also to say I'm a little strapped for cash at the moment. I got to be careful with my money. So um, I haven't bought Jedi Survivor yet. I'm replaying Jedi Fallen Order, right? Because by the time I'm done with uh, Tears of the Kingdom... Right, which will be a solid 150 hours. Oh, yeah. You know how games go. Jedi Survivor is going to be on sale already. Oh, absolutely. And then that's going to be when JP swoops in, baby. It might even go to Game Pass at that point. Oh, I would love that so fucking much. Oh, I love when I see things go to Game Pass and like, mm-hmm. like Redfall. Is that Redfall? Is yep. right now X? Okay. Uh, Redfall, I think, is exclusive to Xbox. Um, and like they had a big promotion of downloading it four days early. Through Game Pass. You couldn't play it, but you could pre-download it. I would love to play Jedi Survivor on my PS5. um, And it's not out of the question that uh, Survivor goes to their their game streaming service. I mean, after all, we saw games like Stray hit day one. Yeah. Um, But it's not very common that that happens. So, well, I'll just wait and see. It'll be a couple of months before I know for sure. But yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about what we're doing for the rest of the day. Um, I am not used to a Sunday recording. There's not a whole lot going on in the news right now. We don't have a script. And, and we're fucking busy with the event coming up. <laughs> and call me Gru, baby, because in terms of the script, we have no script. <laughs> There's no script. So I literally, all I did was literally Google, right? What kinds of questions should you ask your friends about video games? <laughs> and what I got was this article on a website I've never heard of called Lemon, or not Lemon, Level Skip. <laughs> lemon Party? No, 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 do not go there. <laughs> Don't do it. All right, so Level Skip by uh, someone who just goes by Poppy. Ooh, thank you, Poppy. Thanks, Poppy. Gaming is a popular hobby. In the past, gaming mostly consisted of heading to the arcade to play Tetris, Pac-Man, and Space Invaders. Gaming has transformed in the past few decades, and it has never been easier to enjoy video games of many different genres in the comfort of your own home. All right. So what Poppy has done for us, Czar, is she has created what she calls 50 fun questions to ask a gamer. And we're going to ask each other these questions and evaluate if they truly are fun. 
And that's it. That's what we're doing today. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we've picked up a lot of new listeners um, in the last since we did our last "Who Are We" episode. So I don't know. Maybe talking about our favorite games and favorite game shit wouldn't be a bad idea. What do you think? I I am more than okay with this. This sounds fun. Um, but we'll determine if these questions are fun. Yeah, we'll be the judge of that. We're as... the real judges of this. <laughs> All right, Here, we're gonna make this really simple. I'll ask you the odd questions. You ask me the even questions. Sounds good. All right, question one. What's your favorite game of all time? Uh, that's Is it Banjo-Kazooie? It's somewhere in the avenue of Banjo-Kazooie and Alice. Um, I'm really trying to think of a game where I can just, like, like with Dead Island, sit on top of a third floor and just pick off zombies, and like that's how I kill my time. But no, just the whimsy and nostalgia I feel when I go back to Banjo-Kazooie or Alice Madness Returns is just overwhelming. How many times do you think you've beaten Alice? Or not Alice. Well, Alice too, but Banjo. Oh. Just Banjo-Kazooie. At least 12 times. Maybe even like mm. upwards in the 20s. How many times have you done it on your actual Nintendo 64 versus the Switch version? Oh, uh, well, on the Switch, I think I only beat it one and a half times. Um, on the Xbox is where I beat it the most. Okay. Um, on the, oh, yeah, because the Rareware collection. Yep, that's the, right. The Rareware collection. And honestly, uh, ever since Microsoft bought Rare, um, Banjo-Kazooie has been on the platform via the Xbox Arcade. Well, I just decided there's going to be a points attached to this, and oh, I'm giving no. you negative eight points. I'm just <laughs> oh, kidding. No. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 baby. <laughs> I'm just going to lose. <laughs> All right, are you satisfied with that answer? I, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't as, even as let satisfied you... satisfied as you can be. I didn't even let you answer. I answered for you because I knew what the answer was. I am I am a uh, window. <laughs> I am not uh, complicated at all. All right, what's your question? What's a game you thought you'd like but actually hated? Oh, okay, that's an interesting question. Um... I can usually find, like, positive things about all the games that I play. Um, and if I really hate it, I stop playing it. Anything specific? I I don't even know if I'd say I hated it, but I spent the full $60 when Bayonetta 3 came out. Most This is my most recent example. Bayonetta 3 came out. I dropped down the 60 bones for it and uh, played it for about 30 minutes and found it kind of boring. Huh. Because I'm like, I was in a hack and slash mood, right? Because I'm like, I just got off God of War, um, Ragnarok. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll play OG God of War, which is more hack and slash, right? And I was like, this is great. Let's play more hack and slash games. I know Bayonetta's a hack and slash. I don't know. It, Bayonetta didn't do it for me. Huh. I don't know if I'd say I hated it, but I don't... If I really hated it, like, I do my research before I buy a game. Like, if I think I'm going to absolutely hate it... Why would I buy it? Yeah, yeah. You just you just didn't get any enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's the only example I can really think of right now. Um, I found the newest Mario Maker 2 to also be really disappointing. Hmm. There was something about... Look, the Wii U sucked ass in most ways. <laughs> but if there's one thing the Wii U was made for, it was the original Super Mario Maker. Oh, absolutely. Fucking... Just try, doing it again on the Switch, like, it's still fun. There's a place for it, but it's not the same. I got, I was really disappointed in that. Yeah, yeah. Level creation to playing the levels, it just didn't feel the same. Yeah, well, I mean, and I, I that rings true for me, too. But, like, I guess I went into the mentality of that there would be more substance to this game. Like, 
maybe, and there is a somewhat of a story to this game that you like use to unlock more creation aspects. But overall, right. it just it's a sandbox that you kind of expected more toys to be in. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, uh, number three. What's a popular game everyone seems to love, but you don't like? A popular game, uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah, what's Halo up with Infinite. that? What is up? You're the biggest Halo fan I know. Uh, I mean, I used to be. I, I really loved Bungie. Um, I don't know. Halo Infinite it was just a big old miss for me. It it tried. Did to, you beat it? Um, technically, no. I rage quit. Um, I went in oh to the last boss where you're like in this tiny ass little cage room and you have to not kill the boss because it any damage you do to the boss goes to the dude who's like strung up on the wall getting electrocuted. Oh, yep. And so you have to like fry the servers and then kill the boss while his shields are down. And my weapon specs just weren't good. I didn't go in with the weapons I needed. And so I just keep getting wrecked. I, I went in with like a sniper and oh man, the, the like new sniper rifle, the one that has like 10 shots to it. And it's not far range. It's a medium range combat. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fucking awful. What an awful. I mean, uh, that that was the weapon Bodo. combo that I used the entire game because I just sat from afar. But then when you're put in a close quarters room with this boss, your medium to long range weapons don't do shit. And so versatility is the name of the game with Halo, man. You should know that by now. I do. I do know that. But <sighs> it just, I don't know. I, I rage quit through that final boss. I could probably go back and beat it. And I will go back and beat it eventually. But. That game just never, never hit the mark for me. Yeah. All right, man, your turn. What's a game you didn't expect to enjoy, but ended up liking? This is the opposite of the question I just it asked. Was, okay, so I think, it's not that I didn't think I'd enjoy it, but I didn't think I'd like it this much. Stardew Valley. Really? Okay. I, I went into Stardew Valley just like, oh, look, a $15 game that looks pixelated and whimsical and fun. I didn't realize how much I would fucking love this game to the point where like if it's if I've got people who aren't really big into gaming like they're like hey man I want to buy a switch and I want to get into gaming I don't know everything to get one of the first games I recommend every time is Stardew Valley it's like look if you're not a big gamer and you're just looking for something really low stakes and fun that doesn't have a lot of combat that gives you time to think that gives you time to like customize Stardew fucking Valley yeah. Like, yeah, you could do Animal Crossing, but I think the time mechanic to Animal Crossing is really um, frustrating to a lot of people in that it's, like, real time. Yeah. And plus, like, you don't get to build those relationships. Like, all the items are for show. They don't really do anything. Stardew... And plus, it costs $60. Stardew Valley. I fucking love Stardew Valley. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good answer. I like that answer. Yeah. I th th thank you. I came up with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, number five. What game have you spent the... Most number of hours on. Ooh, um, that's a really tough question because I have I've spent a lot of hours on a lot of games. Oh, but oh 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 oh, uh, yeah. that's keep going. <laughs> um, I've spent a lot of hours on a lot of games, but really, it, it comes down to when I'm done with the game, I don't find a lot of time to go back. I guess I'd have to say like Skyrim. Just because... Oh, yep, that's a good answer. I mean, I, I've... Skyrim. I, that's the only game I can think of that I have spent 
so much time on because once I hit like 120 hours in like even Fallout 4 or something, I run out of things to do. Yeah, um, And Skyrim has been that only game that just seems like it has one more cave to explore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. If you had to marry the last video game character you played, who would it be? Cal Kestis from nice. uh, Star Wars Jedi Fall. Yeah, from Jedi nice. Fallen Order. I'm not disappointed in that one bit. Cal Kestis is awesome. He's fucking, he's just a, he's a good looking guy with a good fucking soul. And I got a thing for redheads. I never specified what sex they had to be. Imagine what you could do in the bedroom with the force. (laughs) Oh, 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 please, please. You're getting me a little too excited. (laughs) You can force choke. You can force push. (laughs) He can just toss me against the fucking ceiling. (laughs) You can even stimulate with electricity. Oh God! Oh good golly gosh! It's oh, only man. wait. It's only in the Sith that use electricity, right? Yeah, but I mean, the most evil people are probably the freakiest in the sheets. You got me there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. If you had to live in the world of the last game you played, what world? Oh no! I'm a dead island too. <laughs> oh no! How do you feel about that? Honestly, I'm okay with it. Mm. I mean, because th- that game really is hilarity in in the zombie apocalypse like 100 you're in hollywood baby you're, you're living in la california during the end of the world what could be better like abandoned mansions hollywood boulevard 100 beach yeah love it all right that and i mean when you die when you die in games like dead island it's a much different experience than when you die in zombie games like the last of us the last of us is brutal when yeah. you die have you ever seen someone like get chomped on in the last of us oh yeah it's they do a close-up cut scene yeah it's it's like a scream and uh it's horrible it's like dead space uh death cinematics yeah. no in, in dead island 2 you just kind of like oh and oh, then no, fall over i'm dying yeah then you fall over and it says death <laughs> <laughs> you are dead you are died you are died. <laughs> all right what's next have you ever had a crush on a video game character why are all of mine romantic <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, the answer is probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, uh, Lady Demetrescu. Oh. Oh. Vampire Mommy. Oh. <laughs> Lady Demetrescu. Dying by the thigh. Dying by the thigh. Okay, uh, but like I'm thinking like my early OG. Okay, do you remember last week when we, I showed Jamie the list of Zelda characters and I was like, who would your waifu be? Uh, Mullen from Lon Lon Ranch. Not the re-dead? No, not the re-dead. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, if I strike out enough times with everyone else, I'm like, all right, fuck it. You want to see a movie? Re-dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mexican sounds good. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lady Demetrescu. Oh, my God. Like, And I feel like everyone else, it was like ironic. But for me, I'm just... But for me, I was like, I wanted to die by the thigh. Die by the thigh, dog. All right. What was the first uh, video game you ever remember playing? Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon Stadium, huh? Was that uh, your brother's? No, 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 no. It was one of the very first games I ever got on my N64 when I got an N64. But I guess before that, 
I went to a babysitter, or like I was part of a babysitting group, um, and the lady had an N64, and she got the like Donkey Kong 64 version N64. Ooh, okay. So that was like technically the first game I ever played, but then when I got my own 64, the first one was Pokemon Stadium. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, have you ever pretended to be sick to get out of something so you could play a game, otherwise known as the COD Fever? You know what's ironic is if there is a game that I did that for, it might have been COD. Um, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, up until recently, I've been a working man, right? So, I mean, in, like in college, if I wanted to say fuck you and fuck this so I could play a games, I just kind of did it. Yeah, yeah. You didn't even have to come up with an excuse of being sick. You're just, just like, an, fuck it. I'm taking today off. Just an excuse of why I'm disappointing my parents. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, back in the high school days... Got it. Got it. Yes. Yes. I faked sick when uh, the first Super Mario Galaxy came out. Really? Yeah. I distinctly huh. remember that because my mom was on to me. Because <laughs> she was like, so let me get this straight. I buy you a new video game that you've been talking about for months. The next day, you say you're sick, but you have no fever or other physical signs of illness. Yes, that is correct. I'm connecting some dots here. <laughs> and she's just like, ah, fine, just stay home. I'm not gonna fight it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yay! I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, Super Mario Galaxy. What was the last game you completed? Oh well, we already talked about this. Dead Island. Dead Island Two. Oh. just beat it. And you said it was mid. It was. It was very mid. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially since we've been waiting for like 15 years for this game. And plus, the concept is genuinely great. I mean, that's the thing with zombie games is they're such a dime a dozen sort of game now that like you got to do something to really, really mix it up and make yourself stand out if you want to have a good time. Yeah, well, and I mean, even even beyond that, like this is one of the first zombie games aside from like Left 4 Dead that takes place in the US in places that you're like oh hey I know that place I've possibly vacationed there right. before like De uh, Dying Light takes place in South America um, mm -hmm. the second one takes place I don't think it takes place in America but I mean the De Dead Island 2 takes place in Hollywood California mm -hmm. what is more notable than that and like that is the unique hook and it just it was still mid. Okay, if I have one real complaint about not just... By the way, this is a movie trend, too. Watch a Marvel movie. It's like, oh, no, they're attacking us in America. It's like, um, America consists of more than just New York City and, you know, insert town in California here. It should be, oh, my God, they're attacking us in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> where the fuck is that? <laughs> like, Th Thanos gets there, like, where the fuck is everybody? I tumbleweed goes by. Didn't Ain't this a bitch? Didn't realize how big this fucking planet Fuck was. This planet. People aren't living in one giant city on this entire planet. You know, they're they, spread out. Yeah. What do you mean they speak different languages? What? What are you fucking talking about? Yeah, honestly, I think I think a lot of supervillains would be surprised if they came here and tried to <laughs> fuck this place with is like, fucked up. New York is not the center of the universe. Oh, yeah. Anywho, anywho. Um, do we want to do this question? What game are you, game playing, are right you playing right now? Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm playing well, Jedi Fallen Order to... 
just to sustain myself while I'm drooling over Tears of the Kingdom. Well, I don't want to ask the na- next question either because what game do you want to play next? No, 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 no. My number, the f- number fourteen is in your opinion, what's the best video game console? Obviously, oh. you're going to say PlayStation. I think it's what your definition of the best is. Are you looking for what's the most accessible? Xbox. Are you looking for... Well, actually, that might even be Switch. Yeah, I'd say the most accessible would probably go to Switch. Are you looking for the console that will give you the most best free content? The Xbox. Are you looking for the game that... For the console that just has the best exclusives and the best single-player gaming experiences you could fucking have? PlayStation. Are you just trying to fuck around with your kids or your friends and you want something that you're just going to whip out when it's fun or when you're on a trip or something? Nintendo. Every console has their value. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's honestly how I feel about it right now. All right. I'm just going to ask you this question and move on. (laughs) Are PC gamers really superior to console players? (laughs) They like to think they are. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Last week we asked Jamie, it's like, um, I think I asked him the question, like, what gaming community is, like, the most volatile? Yeah, and he just went straight to PC. I was thinking of, like, games, by the way, like a gaming community, but he just went straight to a PC. And I'm (laughs) like, that's a great fucking answer, honestly. Um. I'm going to say no. They know how to emulate. They know how to use console commands. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best players out there. I mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of value to console players. And I think the modesty of console players says leaps and bounds more than a PC player being boastful. Okay, Here's the way I look at it. If you... If you're an average person, chances are you probably already own a television and a couch, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to get into gaming, consoles are easy because you just buy the console, you unbox the console, you put the console on the TV, and boom, you're ready to fucking game. Everything's there. For PC gamers, let's say you luck out and you find a gaming console that's $500, which, by the way, is nothing to brag about in the gaming community because it's going to have a mid-tier graphics card, a mid-tier CPU, 8 gigabytes of RAM, no RGB lighting. Like, that's a really, really low-level PC. Yeah. Well, you're also going to need to buy a mouse, a keyboard, monitors, right? A desk, a chair. It's just not as accessible. And by that point, you're so engrossed that you're just going to keep updating your PC every single year with the latest right. tech. So it's it's just no. Like, it's a big... What did Jamie refer to it as? Just a dick showing contest? Yeah, in, in so many words. It's it's just a, a matter of slapping on the table. See who's his biggest. Just like, yeah. And I say this, by the way, as someone who built their own PC. Like, I get it. It's a lot of fun, but it's nothing to brag about. I spent $2,200 on something I barely use. Yeah, same. Because I'm playing my PlayStation mm-hmm. and my Switch. Yep. That's nothing to brag about. I mean, I'm bad with money. I do more work on my computer than game. <laughs> it's true. I wrote my thesis on my gaming PC. <laughs> about Animal Crossing. True. True. All right. What's next? All right. Um, what's your opinion on Fortnite? <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. That that is, It's written right here. <laughs> I like this list, actually. It's... Okay. Um, I think Fortnite when it first came around was amazing because it was doing something that no other game was doing, right? Like it wasn't the first battle Royale game, but it was the first one to put it in the art style. That was the most accessible. The building mechanic was really, really unique. Um, I, I loved it. I loved Fortnite when it first came out, 
But then you stepped away from Fortnite for a while, right? Because we got we all got bored of it. And then oh, yeah. when you come back, you find that it's the new playground for the 11 and 12 year old Dorito eating, Mountain Dew drinking, smelly chubby kids who are, you know, basically I used to get called slurs playing Call of Duty on my Xbox. Right? Oh, yeah, we all did. Now that's happening while people are playing Fortnite. Yep. And it's just the new... It's just so memeable. And also, like, every they just do too much, you know, with trying to market with other brands. I died a little inside when I saw Kratos, the god of fucking war, who killed literally everybody in Sparta and has killed most people. He literally killed so many people, he had to jump mythologies yep. and kill more people. <laughs> this motherfucker is doing a default dance after chugging some slurp juice or whatever you call it. It broke my fucking heart. Yep, I was the same way with Master Chief and all those other oh, characters. Doom guy. Did they get Doom guy? Yep, they got Doom guy. Doom guy. They got Come the, on. They got that badass demon sword as Doom guy's weapon. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. All right, here's one. Have you ever watched a Twitch stream? Yeah, actually, um, I've watched several Twitch streams, and I've even streamed myself. Yeah, you used to be a streamer, Czar265? Yeah, it was it was just like Czar265 or something like that. Or no, it was Salty Fish Gaming. Salty Fish, duh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salty Fish. All right. Uh, any streamer in particular? Um, No, honestly. Just to remember? Just, it was just whoever was playing, which games I was interested in. Um, I never really got into the name craze of which streamers were better. Um, I just watched whatever I liked. Look at the next question. Have you ever streamed yourself on Twitch or YouTube? Yes, I have. <laughs> that's a fun fact for people that don't know. That's where Czar came from, right? That was... Uh... Uh, actually, no. Czar uh, came from RuneScape uh, after I'd been hacked for a few times. Um, 265 times. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like, no, it wasn't. Happening. It wasn't that. I just thought to myself, what is the coolest name I can think of? And I was like really obsessed with Z's and thinking that like if your name started with a Z, you were a badass. Yeah. So I was like, Czar. That makes sense to me. Yeah. And it just came from RuneScape. It was one of the most badass names I could think of, even though it's not really. <laughs> All right. And yeah, it just stuck with me throughout YouTube. Moving on. I'm going to skip that question. Am I the even still? I, I don't even know which question I think the on. one you're supposed to read me next is 19. Okay. Have you ever used a walkthrough? <laughs> yeah, a lot. Who hasn't? Who has? Uh, especially, especially if you're a completionist. Mm -hmm. Walkthroughs are essential. Here's my take on walkthroughs. You should do your absolute best to not use a walkthrough until you've beaten the game. Sometimes it's necessary, though. Right? Like, if you're at a point where you're so stuck and frustrated that it's literally causing you to lose enjoyment of the game, fuck it. Use a walkthrough, get yourself through that one part, and figure out the rest on your own. Yeah. You know? But uh, once you beat the game, everything's off the table. Like, if you just want to use a walkthrough for, like, location of items or shit, like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. And I... Yeah. I, um, I really miss when Nintendo would give you those giant books. Yeah, like, I had an Ocarina of Time walkthrough. I had a Super Mario Sunshine walkthrough, and I never used them because it was just cool designer art. Yeah, like, you got to see uh, developer art. You got to see unused assets and like even get background information on what you're looking at. Exactly. The first time I ever used a walkthrough was a bonding moment with my mother. So I was um, I was a little kid. We had just moved into our new house. And I was playing The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker at the time. 
I had just gotten it. I had just gotten the GameCube. Um, I was doing pretty good on my own. I literally crossed the entire ocean without using the sail, <laughs> which took about two hours. I, I was like, that. boy, this gameplay is great. <laughs> Go and Because so I didn't fast. know you were supposed to pull out the sail. But I got through... Um, I got to the very first boss, which is like the giant centipede. You remember that with oh, yeah. uh, Valu's tail sticking down? I could not figure out what the fuck to do. <laughs> and I was getting a little frustrated. So my mom went on the computer machine and just went on the interwebs and was like, how to beat Zelda. And she found like she found it. She found a walkthrough and she was like, what's the name of the boss? You're feeling I was like, ah, fucking whatever. She was like, don't use fuck. I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she did. She was like, oh, okay, here's what you need to do. And that was the first time I ever found out about walkthroughs was because of my mom. That's awesome. And really wholesome, too, because my mom used to do that. Um, If I ever had a game that I had a lot of trouble with, she would print out like this (laughs) 50-page spreadsheet that was like a forum that would like, bump comments and everything and it was like move three steps forward drop down move two steps to the left that's okay now that's literally a walkthrough yeah and it was and it was it was literally like 50 pages of spreadsheet with those border like they had the holes on the side of them and you could like rip them off it was it was intense oh i'm glad you get this question what's the best weapon you've ever used in a game Ooh, um I'm going to have to give this one to Dead Rising 3 because there is pick. there is a secret nuclear bomb weapon in this game. Yeah? Um the big thing with Dead Island 3 or Dead Rising 3, I should say, is that you were supposed to customize your weapons and like you could customize this electric rake, but if you also had this like special electric blade, you could put them together and make a third new weapon that you could only create by creating two different modifications. This nuclear bomb had to go through six or seven different constructions before being finished where you like mix a propane tank with a fire extinguisher. Then you mix that with like, a drum of acid or something like that. And what you're left with is like a football at the end of it that if you throw down, literally everything within the player's eyesight is vaporized. Fascinating. Yeah. No, I I cleared out the record amount of zombies that I've ever seen in a game of 1,297 with one weapon. Yes. Eliminated over 1,200 zombies with one weapon. That's crazy. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Um, have you ever had to stop playing a game because it was too scary? Oh, what a great question. Uh, no. Really? I No. I mean... You've never had to put the controller down for like 10 minutes and be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to turn on a light. I'm going to be right back. I've always been pretty damn good about... Horror. So, like, I started listening to Creepypasta at a very young age. Like, as soon as I found out what Creepypasta was, I was, like, really fascinated with, like, horror stories. I mean, we're talking, I was raised on Goosebumps, motherfucker. I <laughs> fucking love Goosebumps. So when it came to, like, horror games, and I mean, I've played the big ones, right? I've played Outlast, I've played Dead Space, the Resident Evil games. I've never played Silent Hill, but I've always wanted to play Silent Hill. Um, the point is, though, I've played a lot of horror games. And I have never found a game 
that genuinely needed to make me stop. Maybe when Slenderman first came out. The eight pages or the arrival? The the eight pages. Mm, okay. The arrival, I was used to it by then. Yeah, everyone was used to Slendy's antics at that point. But like Slenderman, so Slenderman, the eight pages was the first time ever. Where, and it's funny how old that game is now. Like, it's just, <laughs> Oh my God, that that's almost a 10 year game now at this point. That was the first time in my life that I ever transcended from just watching someone play this game on YouTube to downloading a sketchy looking link and playing the game for myself on the family computer. Yes, we all did it. So, and I, that was the only time where I was like five or six pages in. And that's, (laughs) that's about the point you realize you haven't gone to the house yet in the center of the forest. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And that's obviously you hit that up. One of the first places you go, you never end in the bathroom. Oh my God. So, I guess I'm just better than most people. I I actually, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a notable uh, addition to this. So a game I played recently that you started, Ghostwire Tokyo, mm. made me stop playing it. For ho- horror reasons. For horror aspect reasons. And it is a DLC mission. You end up like going into this abandoned elementary school. Already pretty fucking creepy, considering that this is Japanese horror. Yes. Um. But you are faced with what you are most scared of in games that Markiplier instilled in you. Mannequins? mannequins. Yeah! Yes. You see a bunch of, like, torso mannequins, and they kind of, like, block your path. But as you make your way about halfway through this school, all of a sudden you're faced with an anatomical dummy. Like, a man who has, like, half his skin and then, like, plastic organs to demonstrate anatomy for children. Holy cow. You can kill it. But this thing gets right back up, and it only moves when you're not looking at it. Yeah, of course it fucking does. Yep. And the worst part was you come into this, like, closet, and there's a door that you can't open, so you have to, like, go around and open it from the back. This fucking mannequin walks up to the window that it can't open and starts smashing on the glass, and it's the only time you see it move. What game is this? Ghostwire Tokyo. I should keep playing this. You have to keep playing it. Like I had to set the controller down for like 20 minutes and be like, this motherfucker is literally following me throughout this whole school while I'm having to try to like accomplish objectives. And I have the most horrifying thing I've heard around. So it doesn't kill me. And it instantly kills you if it touches you. Oh man. Yeah. It's fucked. Um, along the lines of slender, the arrival, um, the mine, or you yep. got that little kid chasing you. That got me a couple of times. The farmhouse for me in that oh, game. Oh, farmhouse is good too. Because they updated it. It's yeah, now like two or three levels in one. Oh my fucking God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's your question. Has a game storyline ever made you cry? Oh, absolutely. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah. Dude, when Sora impales himself to save Kyrie. Oh, in Kingdom and Hearts 1. I thought one. that yeah, was that the was, end of the game. That was fucked up. When we thought that Goofy died. Yeah, what was with that? He gets hit in the head with, with a, rock. a rock. Yeah, and like I'm sitting there, like I've seen so many Disney cartoons. Goofy's fine, but then they stand around him and they're all crying. They're like, "He's dead." And I'm like, "Goofy's Wait, fucking dead. what?" Which is actually hilarious. By the way, I've seen an anvil Goofy's crush this dead. motherfucker's skull, <laughs> and a tiny rock that literally just goes bonk, bonk, and it knocks him out cold. That's fucking hilarious. But yes, so Kingdom Hearts made me cry. All right, all right. Uh, that, that's a good answer. <laughs> um, What's your favorite fighting class, warrior, mage, rogue, and why? 
I try and diversify as much as I possibly can, but like if I'm doing a first playthrough on something where I get the choice, always Warrior. I'm <laughs> Zug, a, Zug. Zug, Zug. <laughs> I'm a bigger fan uh, of hand-to-hand combat than I am like, you know, because the problem with a mage is you get that mid to long range, but you usually have a magic or some kind of mana meter that runs out pretty quickly, and then you're just SOL while you're waiting for it to recharge. Yeah. Warriors, I, I like being able to just jump right in and start fucking shit up. In fact, when I was playing Jedi Fallen uh, Order last night, my, I actually had to change up my playstyle because I was going up against the Ninth Sister, which is one of the bosses. And uh, I was getting my ass fucking handed to me because I was not being patient and I was, wasn't waiting for a chance to strike because I'm just like, dual lightsaber, just fucking just go in it. and mash the X button. I'm like, wait, why no, why no work? Why is she why, blocking why everything? Why me keep die? And I was like, well, hold on a minute. What if I watch her movements and then I strike when she has an opening? <laughs> Revolutionary. I, I hate bosses like that, though. I fucking hate bosses because you just want to run in and smash the fucking Bosch to pieces. And all of a sudden you have to, like, wait for them to lower their guard. It's yeah. I mean, it humbled me up real quick. <laughs> and I'll get. And I'll also give it to it that when I finally did beat her after like the sixth or seventh try, like I did feel I did feel a lot more accomplished. Like oh yeah, actually, yeah. I had to learn. I had to change the way I was playing the game, and it worked. Look at you figuring shit out. Uh, what's your favorite game genre? Hmm. Well, I want to go horror, kind of like action adventure horror. Kind okay. of the horror style game where there's lots of monsters and scary shit going around, but you're not left defenseless and like crying mm. in a corner. Yeah. Because I get so tired of games like Outlast where you constantly walk by rusty sickles and your character's like, ooh, a fucking battery. <laughs> good point. Like, no, give me a gun. Yeah. Let me fight the yeah, monsters. It's still scary to me. That's what I like. Um,. Do you prefer multiplayer games or to go solo? Um, solo games, 100%. Same. Um, I mean, even back in the day when I was really into multiplayer games with my friends, you know, the COD days, like I would still deviate quite a bit to just game on my own or play like a, a solo single player game. Basically, I would have Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 to play with my friends. And then I would have, like, something I'm playing on my own on the side where I don't need people. But nowadays, like, I hardly seek out multiplayer gaming mm. at all. Same. Once in a while to do something with Christine, but that's literally it. Yeah. I mean, okay, couch co-op is different, I feel. Because mm. when they say multiplayer, I think of, like, Halo Online. Okay. I'm going to skip this question because it's pretty similar. Uh, do you prefer co-op or player versus player? Co-op. Do you prefer co-op or player versus player? Co-op. Yeah. Um, what is the first console you ever owned? N64. N64. Yep. Ha! <laughs> um, what or who got you into video games in the first place? My dad. Um, my earliest ever memory with gaming is my dad had an at-home computer with a joystick, and he bought this motocross game. I don't know if you ever knew about this game, but it was just fascinating to me. And I mean, you wouldn't do anything like there was race trials or fucking whatever. I didn't do any of that shit. I just was amazed that I could like drive around. (laughs) My favorite thing to do was if anybody, this is going to activate a core memory for so many people. In this motor game, motocross game, you could go up this giant 90 degree hill, 
right? And that was kind of like the barrier. If you manage to get enough speed and get up that barrier and start going, a shotgun blast would occur. And your character would just go flying. Nice. For like miles away. And I thought that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's such a cool way for developers to limit the player zone. Like, no, yeah. it's not an instant kill wall, but you get launched back into the map. I, oh, I loved it. I thought it was more fun than the real game. That's so fun. I love that. Yeah. So I guess uh, my dad. All right. What is the longest amount of times you have sat playing games nonstop? I really like this question because I do have a story here. Fallout 4 is the game I have played longest nonstop because me and my roommate Marcus at the time both pre-ordered it and got it right at midnight when it launched. We played this for over 24 hours. We we both no took off school way. the next day. Um, we played nonstop. We only took a break when I like managed to stick my head outside of the little pillow fort we had. And I was like, oh shit, Marcus, it's... The lights out. <laughs> it's like 8 a.m. Um, <laughs> we didn't go to class that day. We just kept playing all day until like 7 a.m. the next day. God damn. Yeah. It was it was nasty. It was gross. It smelled like shit. But we had so much fun just sitting next to each other playing Fallout 4. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's the longest game I've ever played nonstop. If video games didn't exist anymore, <laughs> what would you do? Um, Cry. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've got a lot of other hobbies outside of video games. Um, I'd probably actually keep practicing. Like, I'm a per- I'm good at guitar, but I could be a lot better if I actually, like, really sat down and practiced. I'd probably just, like, learn every instrument I fucking could. <laughs> like, I, I, when it comes to guitar or bass, like, I'm in a band, obviously, right? So, like, I'm good. Um Older rhythm, I can play chords, I can even do a few solos, but, like, I could be really, really good if I, like, you know, we're to Eddie Van Halen levels of good. If I <laughs> spent that time I play, use playing video games, if I use that on guitar instead. I mean, it checks out when you, like, look that you put 120 hours into a game, and, I mean, you could have put that 120 hours into learning a new skill. Hey, baby, I enjoyed that time. As long as you enjoy it, it's not time wasted. I think I saw a statistic that said something along the lines of it only takes 100 hours to master a skill. I feel like that's not right. I I don't, it's something in that avenue, but like with how much, how many hours we play video games, we could have mastered a lot of fucking skills by now. That's one breath of the wild, man. I can't waste that time. That's valuable. (laughs) It's one whole breath of the wild. Oh, here's a great question. What's your favorite song from a game? Uh, I'm going to go with the Kingdom Hearts Dearly beloved. I knew it. Yes. No other theme can make my hair stand up on the back of my head like that. You just hit the game. You don't even hit start. You just listen to the music for a while. I heard it in public one time. I don't know if it was someone's ringtone or somebody like was watching a video, but I heard when you walk away. Uh, I like stop and I could feel goosebumps going all over my whole body because I just thought of all of the memories with Sora. You've never played Undertale. But... No, I have. Oh, yeah, we you have played. Yeah, we've played. Okay. Yeah, you got me to play that for uh, Tales from Backlog, and I beat it. The only thing I would say would come close is anything from Undertale. Mm. That fucking soundtrack is also incredible. Maybe also the Lost Woods theme in Ocarina of Time. Yes, because I would, when I was a kid, I would leave my N64 on and I would just be standing in the Lost Woods and that's how I would fall asleep was to that music. 
It's a waste of power. <laughs> it, is, it is a waste of power, but it really helped me sleep at night. All right. Um, have you ever wanted to live in a world from a game? And if so, why? I mean, all of them. <laughs> if there's one that really stuck out to me, this is going to be an interesting answer, actually. I love the concept of infamous. Oh, okay. I like that everybody has some kind of like material based power, but what material it is like varies. I mean, if you look at Delson Rowe from uh, Second Son, like he had the power of concrete and neon and, and smoke. smoke. And uh, there's one and video, just digital shit. And then Cole McGrath had like electricity, like, you know, and then there's basic powers like fire or what. Like, it's very fascinating to me that everyone has like the same powers that have like kind of the same abilities. The only difference is like the kind of material that you use to make that ability work. Oh, okay. I think that's really yeah. fascinating. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. All right, I'll tell you what. We're starting to get to the end of this list. I got to get out of here, or Christine's going to hit me with a frying pan. <laughs> Let's each ask each other three more questions. All right. All right. Here's one for you. Which video game character do you most wish you were like? Mm, Sora, because then I'd have friends. Damn, homie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Um, someone fucking powerful. Probably, like, I think it'd be fun to be one of the immune survivors from Dead Island. Because then you okay. could tromp around a zombie apocalypse and not give a fuck. Because okay. you're immune. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. All right. Um... What's a game you've spent the most amount of money on? Either for oh. loot boxes, uh, DLC content. When uh, my dad and I were still both in a COD, I mean, we spent a lot of money on every single DLC that ever came out for COD. Okay. Because, I mean, if you think about it, the base game for... Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. Which had the first zombies? Was that Black, Black Ops? Ops? Black Ops. If you, I mean, if you really think about it, Black Ops, it was a $60 game. Oh, my God. And they had so much DLC for that game. Yeah, and we bought every single one of it wow. with every single new zombie map, with all of the new maps. Like, my dad... And the best part about that was my dad played as much as I did, if not more. So it was never hard to convince him to buy that shit. It was just, Dad, new DLC. He's like, here's my credit card. Nice. I think, every time. I think that game for me, and I hate saying this, is Pokemon Go. Because I've been Pokemon playing Pokemon Go, yeah. Go for so long and buying those $15 Go Fests every single year. How much money do you think you've put in so far? At least a couple hundred. At least a couple hundred into this game. And I hate it. I hate every fucking cent of it. All right. Now I'll say, and um, what I'm about to say actually refers to my friend. And if you're listening, you know who you are. They have easily spent three to $4,000 on Apex Legends. Whoa. No exaggeration. Whoa. Not just the game. They've bought, like, gear and merch and things outside of the game, but even a couple thousand dollars for shit in the game. Uh, Apex Legends. Jeebus. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn fucking loot boxes. All right. What's next? Um, I think it's your question, because I just asked you what's the amount of most amount oh yeah yeah all right if you could have one power of any video game character who would it be oh what power i can't think of any any games that are like notable superpowers hmm. um i guess 
fuck. I can't. I am drawing. Why don't you take Delson Rose uh, smoke powers? Because I'm already a conduit of smoke. <laughs> that's exactly That's exactly right. You'd love it. Um, <coughs> Vaping probably wouldn't hurt your body anymore. Ooh, ooh. The vampire powers from Skyrim. Oh, good at, one. At will, turning into a vampire lord, because if you consume enough blood, you can actually blend in with the rest of society and go out in the sun. Plus, vampires are super cool. I like it. Yeah. Good answer. Who do you usually choose as your fighter in Super Smash Brothers, Soul Calibur, or Street Fighter? All right, well, first of all, fuck Soul Calibur and Street Fighter. I don't have an answer for those. <laughs> but Smash is interesting. Okay, so we're you, Smash Ultimate, by the way, right? Yeah. We'll Most recent Smash? Smash? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> so Toon Link is an automatic go-to. Um, because Normal Link actually had their moveset change, right? Because you've got a different kind of bomb set now that, honestly, I don't like nearly as much. I don't like the remote bombs. Yeah, no, I don't like uh, Breath of the Wild's Link, uh, his moveset compared to OG Link. Yeah, I don't either. So Toon or Young Link are usually my go-tos. I like that Young Link has fire arrows. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's really useful. Um... I also like being Luigi. I'm not good as Luigi. <laughs> I just, I really empathize with Luigi, man. Um, Byleth is one of my go-tos. I like using Sephiroth. Um, obviously Sora, now that Sora's on the roster. Oh, yeah. Yep. One character that I did not get super excited about was Joker. Yeah, and I mean, which is weird because I like Persona Five a lot. Yeah, I love Persona Five too. And even after beating Persona Five, I, I tried out Joker a little bit, and his move set, like I understood it after playing Persona Five, but yeah. I still didn't like it. Anybody else from the OG Smash roster? Um, Kirby's always fucking fun to play. Oh yeah, the vanilla. Yeah, Kirby. Um, I'd say that's a pretty good roster right there. Those yeah. are my go-to's. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox, duh. Okay, hear me out, though. <laughs> oh, my God, the next question. I know, I just looked at the next oh, question. We, no. have to, we have to ask this we, one. And this is the last question, yes. too. Oh, what a sad question to end on. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you hoping for at the next E3? Oh, my God. Anything? <laughs> An actual show for them to do it? Oh, my God. Considering E3 is no longer in existence? My hope for E3 is this. I hope they pull their fucking heads out of their asses and realize that, yeah, it's a shame that the big three are gone. Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. But you could still do a lot with E3. You could turn it into an indie game showcase where you'd have thousands of people begging to throw booths at your event because yep. there's so many... People that love indie games. And yeah, it's not going to be as popular. I'll give you that. But the event doesn't have to be as grand either. It would just be nice to still have E3 around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the Entertainment Electronic Expo. Yes. There is so much that encompasses that. <sighs> I mean, if you want ideas, E3, fucking reach out to us. We've got ideas. We had an episode before where we talked about everything they could do. <sighs> I understand it from the Big Three's perspective. Why would you share the spotlight when you do not have to, right? Mm -hmm. Nintendo mastered the online showcase with the Nintendo Direct. 
PlayStation did a pretty good job of state of play. Xbox is still shitting the bed with yeah, their online. Absolutely. I will attest to that. But guess what? Xbox could have easily stolen that showcase, too. Yeah. Like, Nintendo and PlayStation both said they dipped out. That could have been an Xbox showcase. Yeah. I wonder why it wasn't. If there was, like, well... We'd love to have you, Xbox slash Microsoft, but if we're only advertising you, then it would just be an Xbox event, so... And it's like, yeah, and? It's either you do yeah. this or you don't have an event. And they chose not to have the event. I mean, we don't obviously know speculation. that. Speculation. Yeah, all speculation, because it's likely that Microsoft Xbox just didn't want to go to E3. But that should have came to Phil Spencer's mind at one point, right? Yeah. Where he's like, oh, look at this. Nintendo and PlayStation are dipping out of one of the biggest gaming events that's ever existed. The only other thing I can think of is Xbox genuinely doesn't have a lot they're trying to show off right now. That, it, it could be that, or maybe it's just a case of when the teacher offers a workshop for the upcoming test, and all of your friends are like, I ain't going to that fucking workshop. Yeah, it'll help me in the future, but I'm not going to go to it. God damn it. And that mentality just cycled through Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. All right. Well, we need to wrap this up, so... This has been fun. <laughs> this has been fun. This right. is uh, the questions were better than I thought. All right, I'll yeah. give it to them. That, those were fun questions. Yeah, they were personable questions. It was it was very nonchalant, very fun. Um, but as we come down to the end of this episode, listeners, do not forget to sign up in mm -hmm. the description below. We have our handy dandy event bright link for the Mario Kart Mustache Madness event that is taking place this Saturday, May thirteenth, at the Hale Varsity Club in Omaha, Nebraska. Be there, support the kids, and just hang out and have such a good Saturday. And tell us how you feel about Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think about Fortnite. All right, man. Yes, I'm very, uh, I'm very excited. This event's going to be a lot of fun. I like episodes where we don't have a fucking script. They're always fun. It is. It is fun to Mad Libs it. All right. Well, we got to get the fuck out of here. So, uh, as always, thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. We'll see you May 13th at the Hale Varsity Club in Omaha, Nebraska. And you just got your game tea. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. A Heard at Sports Network production.